Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. I still can't believe that it's over 150 episodes of this show right now. And I hope that you are having just as much fun with this show as I am. And the great thing is we're not stopping anytime soon. We're definitely not stopping over the next couple of months because I got a lot of content already banked and ready to go. Just needs to be edited. But you're going to be hearing a lot from the experience I had at Fan Expo STL. Thank you again to Bruce McIntosh, the coordinator who really got things going and got me over there. And thank you so much, Jerry, the press coordinator, for making so much of this happen. Because the great thing is, by having the credentials that I got as a member of the press, as a podcaster, that allowed me not only to have an amazing few minutes with voice actor Rob Paulson, who you got to hear in episode 150 last week. And if you haven't heard it, please go ahead and take a take a listen. It was just an amazing experience getting to share some airtime with him. It, it was beyond words. But what was really cool, what was really unexpected is that right at the beginning of the whole event, just when everyone is really kind of getting themselves ready, all the celebrities are getting themselves situated in their ta- at their tables and their booths and they got their Sharpies at the ready, some of us members of the press got to have a few minutes with some of these guys and I was thrilled to have several, quite a few minutes with – uh, three of the guys from the upcoming Clerks 3. Um, if you are a Kevin Smith fan, as I am, then you are familiar with Trevor Furman, who played Elias in Clerks 2. And you're definitely familiar with Brian O'Halloran, who played Dante Hicks, and Jeff Anderson, who played Randall Graves. And I got to have some time with all three of them. But right before we jump into that, let me once again say thank you so much to the the good people at Good Pods for giving Excelsior Journey such a uh, such a platform um, to thrive. It actually uh, just a few weeks ago it reached number one in the indie performing arts category for podcasts. So please, if you're listening to podcasts, if you really want to. Uh, really enjoy the whole experience of listening to a podcast, then by all means, download the Good Pods app and go ahead and subscribe to Excelsior Journeys. And the great thing is about that app is that you can rate specific episodes. You can uh, you can put in your comments on specific episodes. So if you really liked the Transformers the Movie Retrospective that I did in August of last year, you get to go ahead and put your thoughts on those episodes and those episodes alone, whatever the case. And so um, 
So yeah, I definitely want to say uh, thank you to Good Pods, and I really hope that all of you who are fans of the show, who are listeners of the show, um, please go ahead and get uh, get the Good Pods app on your phone, so that way you can uh, you can listen, you can subscribe, you can rate, you can review, you can participate in message boards. It's a really fun experience just being on that site. So um, so for now. In true Kevin Smith fashion, may I present my Fan Expo conversations with Trevor Furman, Brian O'Halloran, and Jeff Anderson in a row. Ever Upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. This is another installment of our Fan Expo STL weekend, and I got an awesome guest right over here, someone who you remember from Clerks 2, Elias himself, Mr. Trevor Furman. Trevor, I know we just started, but uh, what do you think about Fan Expo so far? Yeah, they're they're pretty fun. I've, this is only my, jeez, I guess it's my sixth one, so that's, I'm kind of... I, I sort of still feel like a neophyte, but I guess I guess six is a I don't know it's non-trivial. It's starting to get like I'm starting to get used to it. I, I really like them. I think they're fun. I I I I I've had real apprehensions about them because I just haven't been in the in this business we call show for so many years. Right. And I remember I always used to like just loathe. I, I just was really uncomfortable doing press every time I had to do press junkets. I thought maybe this would be like that, but it's not at all. Like the reason is that. People who come here like actually like your work, right. whereas entertainment journalists could not give <laughs> less true. of a fuck that deep down. That so is, I, I think true. that was yeah. sort of part of it. It's just like it's a pleasure to kind of hang out with people who are just excited to, to be around other people that have the same interests as them. And I don't know, it's just a good vibe. I, I'm really liking it. Excellent. Yeah, it's they're definitely like for entertainment people or anything. They're basically just like looking for something that they can use as a quote. While here, it's just like it's an experience. Getting to come in and talk to someone who they admire is a great thing. That's uh, that's 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 something that I really enjoy about these expos. So, yeah, I, I, I don't I I discourage actively anyone from admiring me per se. But if anybody has a if anybody wants to just kind of come up and say like the, I don't know the, the the best moments are like when people just tell me things like man like I was I don't know people say things like I was going through a tough time and the Kevin Smith movies kind of comfort comforted me through that time or whatever. Those are, that's like a gratifying thing to hear. Yeah. Not, not the kind of thing you tend to hear from the, the whoever at the Hollywood Reporter. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, now, you got started with, I know you, you, were, you were found by uh, Jeff Anderson, right? He was the one that kind of got you going, involved, introduced to this whole universe here. Were you doing anything beforehand, that, before you uh, started working with Jeff? Yeah, so I was I, I grew up in Minnesota, and I, I through a series of we could call them unfortunate events, I ended up booking a job really randomly out of there in December before my senior year, and so that was that was an NBC sitcom called Now You Excuse Me called Encore Encore with Nathan Lane and some other people. I remember that? Yeah. yeah, that was only yeah. on for <laughs> half a season. Right. And then I was on another show the next year. Um, it was like an ABC. Do you remember TGIF, the ABC? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was Thank like. Goodness, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those cheesy things, and it was. I mean, I don't know. It was funny, but like I that had Marky Post on it and some other cool people. Mm-hmm. I, so they were good experiences. Then I did. I did a couple of movies and a couple of pilots that never went anywhere. But yeah, that was that was sort of my whole oeuvre until I met Jeff, and then that was one of the last things that I did before I before I quit. Really. 
Now you're like, but then, so you did, so you did uh, the Jeff Anderson movie, now, right? Yeah. Okay. And how was the experience working with uh, with Jeff on that? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. He, I, I knew it would be funny from the just from the script. I, I, and even just from hanging out with him for a few minutes in the audition, it was just. Um, I don't know. You just sometimes you meet people and you have such an easy rapport with them. You can just kind of. It, it was. It's just like you're like really good friends. It just doesn't take any effort. Yeah. And so it just sort of felt like that. It was just a really easy going experience. I think it was a way more stressful experience for him <laughs> as a star in the movie and the writer and the director and like everything else. Producer, he did everything. Yeah, it was really his baby. Yeah, for sure. So. I was just happy to be there. But yeah, it was it was great. Really great fun. I got to hang out and meet and work with Paget Brewster yeah. and Rashida Jones, Jeremy. So the, there are some really good, cast. yeah. There are some cool performers in that. Very cool, very cool. And then you like, so you get the script for Clerks too, and you get you see who you are. You're Elias. What were your thoughts? Like, how did you did you think that you could really nail this character? Like, what were your what were you thinking about? Like, as you were going through it. Yeah, that's a great question. I the way I remember it is I had since quit acting. And Kevin gave me a call, like, just called me directly on the phone. Now that I think about it, a little rude for Jeff to give out my number like that without <laughs> asking me first. No, I'm just well, I hope I didn't start anything. Yeah, he's, all, he's, right yeah, down he's there. just going to get punched in the back of the head. He's just going to throw a water bottle <laughs> What the him. fuck? Oh, it was that time I gave out your number, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, so, he, so, yeah, I, he, Kevin just called me. He was like, hey, do you want to hang out? I think I might have a part for you for this thing. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And we went and had lunch. The three of us had lunch together. And... I just read it and I thought it was funny, and then yeah. we started rehearsing it, and we kind of shaped the character together over time, and then we got it to a place where, where he was happy with it. And then once we got the ball rolling and we were we were shooting, mm-hmm. it just again it felt a lot like now where it was just like I vibe with all these people like comedically. I get I like we ha- we laugh at some of the same things, and right. they're really really nice, and it was just easy. It was super fun, great experience. There was one th- there was one time I remember I think Kevin was talking about how like there was one time when you did like this line delivery. And you gave it this lilt that it was just like, that's Elias. Like, you just kind of found it. Like, what were your thoughts, like, as you were, like, really kind of finding that character? Um, I don't... It's hard, it's hard to say exactly. I think my thoughts were just... It was a really rewarding artistic experience because Kevin just had a really clear... I don't want to phrase this. Kevin... I don't think at first he knew exactly what he wanted from the performance, but he knew exactly what he didn't want. So I would do something, I would do something like, uh, I would try something in one way and he would go, ah, try this, try without that, try without that. It was sort of like shaving off, I don't know, he really, he really, I wouldn't have been able to, to figure out that character without his, like his vision or his direction. Like for the experience was really cool because he was just so, it's so useful to have a director who, who just kind of, is giving you clear input and it, because it just gives you, I don't know, the clearer the target you give me, the better chance I have of hitting it, right? Right. So it, it just was, that was just a really rewarding and interesting experience. It was it was cool that he took the time to do that with me because I was like, he didn't know me really at all. Yeah. And it was cool that we, that it, that it, it paid off, or at least I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with the way it came out, and I don't know exactly how to phrase it. But you know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that it, I'm glad that it wasn't a total disaster. I mean, definitely wasn't. Yeah, I, yeah, Elias was definitely. And I'm not just saying this because you're right here, but he was. But <laughs> Prove he, was it. A, he was a character that I follow really you around with a spy drone for the rest of the day. Well, like, I am, I am a Transformers fan growing up, so <laughs> okay. yeah, I definitely connected with Elias quite a bit. So and yeah, I, I, I definitely would drop you like the most, the most random geek related references when I would when I would be at work so right 
but but yeah, this was this was it was a lot of fun, like watching the movie and everything, and really getting to know these characters and getting to know Elias really as part of the whole part of the whole thing. So now with Clerks Three that's coming out. When you read the script and everything, did you have a sense of where Elias was going to go from there, or was it some, was it wound up being like a surprise for you? Uh, it was a total surprise to me the way yeah. that the yeah, but but uh, but I would say the character is still very much the same person in his in his heart, and he nice. he's just sort of I think it's I think the his arc for this movie is really fun and yeah. it's really funny and it's going to be I just enjoy it a lot. Yeah. But but he's still the same he's still the same person. Excelsior Journeys, the Fan Expo STL edition. I am here with Dante Hicks, Gil Hicks, the whole Hicks family all right here. Mr. Brian O'Halloran. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm good and good. Thank you for having me on. I am. It's it's I'm I'm thrilled to have you on here as well. And so we're over here at Fan Expo STL. What, how do you like it so far? St. Louis here has always been great. So I'm glad to be back. Last time I was here in town was in 2006 when we were promoting Clerks 2. So it's, it's good to be back and meeting up with some old friends that I made even back then. They, we, we had a little bit of a reunion today, so it's been nice. Oh, very cool. Now, now back in back way back at the beginning of all of this when you were when you first like auditioned for the role of Dante you had done a you had done some community theater work before beforehand correct that is correct that's how I started I started in community theater so I was doing community theater about three years before I auditioned for Clarks excellent and then you did the uh, what, what was the monologue it was from it was, uh, uh, wait until dark wait until dark yeah. yep a play which was based on also a movie as well so in the 60s it was a really really dramatic piece that I enjoyed doing. Yeah, and the and then getting to getting to know the character of Dante as you got to like read the script and everything. What were your thoughts about him as you were kind of discovering the character? Well, I mean, I was 23 at the time and the character was the exact same type of age and so reading a script that the dialogue especially was in the exact same voice that I would talk to friends about and subject matter that we would talk about, like, you know, the Star Wars conversation or issues with girlfriends and things like that. It really spoke to the core of what that generation was talking about at that time, which that's what I thought it was intriguing. Yeah. And then what were your thoughts once it once it finally came out? Like once it I know we you know, there was the unfortunate Angelica screening, but it wound up being kind of a blessing in disguise because of who was there. Yeah, we had one screening at the Angelica Film Center in New York City. It was the IFFM Film Festival, and uh, there was like about maybe 20 people in the audience, 12 of which were us. But fortunately, we had one person who made the whole difference, and that was Mr. Bob Hawk, who was a, a film kind of procurer of of films for film festivals and an influencer before influencers were a thing of people to, to pick up films for certain distributors and he suggested to Kevin to go to the Sundance and then when Kevin was accepted to Sundance for Clerks from there it just took off and we were really in the right place at the right time for that and then you got and then we got to see more of the Hicks family as it was going uh, throughout the uh, throughout the other movies now was it your now was it Kevin basically saying I'm going to introduce like a new member of the Hicks family or was it just something that the two of you worked on together? 
It, it wasn't a working on together, but when he handed me the uh, the script with the role in it, I kind of laughed because like we're gonna have a little tongue in cheek thing that you're gonna be a relative of the of the of the Dante character. I was like, oh, all right, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what we did was with Gil Hicks, and and I enjoyed it, and it was you know it was a different personality altogether, which was great. Yeah. And then getting to and then getting another character, right? Yeah. At, well, uh, I think we made him Sean Hicks for Chasing Amy. Oh, Sean. Yeah. Sean Hicks for Chasing, Sean Hicks for Chasing Amy, and, and then, then Grant. Grant, Grant Hicks. Grant. Grant Hicks, Hicks. the news reporter. Grant that's Hicks. Right. Well, to bring that character back in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. But uh, now you know, like now you with Clerks two and now Clerks three. Yep. What the more you've gotten to like read about Dante, like see like where he was going. Did you think that he would go in in these kinds of directions? Well, yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm always intrigued with whatever direction Kevin wants to take these characters in. I'm always happy to do. So when Kevin has you know made these characters as he has grown and matured over the years, even as a person and as a filmmaker, so has these characters, which I really enjoy. It's it's written in a in a really still and hilarious, funny way, but in a maturing of these characters way as well. So there's a lot of heart in this next film, which is great, and yet it's still back to the old school original Clerks where we're at the store again and we're having that kind of banter back and forth of how we always talk. Which, so, is, all, which is always enjoy. great. Yeah. Which is always great. Can't wait for it to come out. It comes out this fall. We should have an exact date within the next month or so so that we can actually push it out. And then Lionsgate will release a trailer at some point. I know probably Kevin will, knowing him, probably release a, lar- a longer version of a trailer in July for his uh, San Diego Comic-Con talk. Oh, it's fabulous. And then just finally, what would be your thoughts for someone who wants to get into this field? What would you think would be like the first step that they should take? Well, it depends on what side of the camera they're on. If they're a writer, write every day and workshop your writing words. Like, give it to friends and give it to different groups. Like, bring it to a local community theater and say, listen, I've written this script and I need to hear it out and have them give you, you know, feedback, positive feedback or negative feedback. It helps you to, to, to grow as a writer. If you're a person who wants to be a camera operator, start learning the technical aspects of being a camera operator, things like that. If you want to be a producer, a lot of that is relationship-based. So you have to develop relationships especially for with investors. And if yeah. you're an actor, get into community theater. Take as much as you can in your local community uh, college if you want and work. It's a lot of free work. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of putting in your dues for free. But then you never know. Like, we made clerks. I, I wasn't getting paid. None of us were getting paid up front. We all did sign a contract which is called deferred payment where if right. the film gets bought, you will get paid a certain amount. Yeah. So it's that type of thing that you do it for the art just to get yourself the experience of doing it. Fabulous. Today, everybody has the power of making a film right on their phones. I mean, if the yeah. amount of technology that's in your basic smartphone today, mm-hmm. if we had that for making clerks, A, it'd be in color, yeah. and B... <laughs> B, it would be better, you know, there'd be so many better aspects of it, only just because the technology is now so simple to put into the hands of everybody. Excellent. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. Nice having you. Take care. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, the Fan Expo STL edition. I am here with uh, with Jeff Anderson himself, the man f- that you know from Clerks, Clerks 2, Clerks 3, Zach and Mary Make a Porno, Now You Know, and so much more. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you, sir? I am, do- I am doing terrific. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, how do you like uh, the Fan Expo circuit so far? Fan Expo has been great. I haven't uh, done these things for many years. I was scared to come out of my house, yeah. and now I'm out of my house, and I love it. 
Excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be out here too. This is my first uh, convention and since 2020. So you know, oh, nice. I'm I'm really excited to be doing this. Really excited for these opportunities they're given. Um, now, first of all, just really quickly, because I you know like um you know like I I myself am familiar with. How you got how you got started? How you like you were able to you know work with Kevin the first time around? Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a lot of it's out there, but I would like to kind of share a little bit with with my listeners as well. Okay, what was that lightning bolt moment for you when you realized that you you could really make something out of Randall when you saw it? <laughs> I never quite had the lightning bolt moment. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah. We're, we just shot Clerks three and it still hasn't gotten to me. Still, huh? um, it, it's a really bizarre thing. It's a, you know we shot in 1994. Mm-hmm. There were maybe six. Six of us at the time that shot this, we were we were wearing multiple hats. Yeah, and to uh, still be at uh, fan expos thirty years later is like mind numbing. It really is. Yeah, and <laughs> then is. and then you know, like uh, once once you saw the act, the finished product mm-hmm. on the, on the big screen and everything mm-hmm. like that uh, that infamous you know screening over at the Angelica. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts like as that was going? Do you think did you think that that was just going to be it and there wasn't going to be else to it? I, I kind of thought that was it. You know, I I, uh, I wasn't an actor before I started it so I really had no experience with movies especially independent films I didn't know exactly how it went right and uh, that was the first time I saw it was at the AFI and uh, I think we had you know a dozen people in there when the movie started we were on the last day of the festival Mm -hmm. and I think of the 12 that were in there eight of them left (laughs) (laughs) Um, we we just got lucky with there was a gentleman in the audience named bob hawk who works for sundance Uh, he took a shine to the movie and he really championed us and got it going and so it's all about who you know exactly it really is and then and then uh years later what made you decide to try now you know because that was like your your real baby right you like you wrote it directed it starred in it i i did yeah it was um you know i i Again, I, I wasn't pursuing film in any way. I wasn't pursuing movies. And, uh, you know, the experience of Clerks was, uh, you know, a handful of people. And I thought to myself, shit, anybody could do this. Right. <laughs> uh, so anybody did it. I sat down, I wrote a script, and uh, things lined up. I got financing and wound up shooting the movie. So, uh, Excellent. Yeah, it was a fun experience. And it was, was it very much like kind of the same sort of experience as Clerks, how very bare bones and... It, it was. It was a little bigger than Clerks. Um, I had a little more, you know, experience at that point. Um, I think our budget on that one was three hundred and eighty thousand oh, dollars. So good. it was. It was a little bigger step than Clerks was. Uh, it's actually funny because Kevin uh, Kevin Smith comes in and plays a character in the in the movie. Yeah. And for his scene. I actually had a steady cam, and Kevin was like blown away. He's like, "Oh my God, look at this guy's using a steady cam!" Nice. So, yeah, I took what I, I I gleaned a little stuff from him and tried to, you know, go a little further with it. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. And then you know, like, and then to when uh, getting to revisit the character of Randall mm-hmm. for Clerks Two, you know, mm-hmm. like, what were your th- what were your thoughts, kind of like stepping back into that role? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I originally didn't want to do Clerks Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, you know, Clerks became what. It became. It became a little cult movie, mm-hmm. and I just thought by doing a sequel, we could only mess that up. Mm. Um, so it, it took a couple of years to convince me. Um, but like you know, right from the start, when we Kevin likes to rehearse before we begin, and we'll, we he likes to hear the dialogue, and we'll make changes and stuff. And it's like 
whenever I get together with these guys, especially Brian, uh, Brian and I just kind of fall right into it. So uh, yeah, you, was do, not you a big two deal. do have a terrific chemistry between the two of you really on screen. Is. In real life, we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was uh, what was the experience doing with uh, Zach and Mary make a porno? Because that was just like such a, a such a vast. You know, different. You know, much yeah. more broader. Yeah. You know, kind of setup and everything. Um, you know, believe it or not, that was my favorite movie. Um, I did not have much dialogue to learn. <laughs> right. Uh, and it was great. I got to be in scenes without any dialogue, so I kind of just hung around on set and got to watch Seth and Elizabeth do their thing, which yeah. you know was a great learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just uh, had to get shit on. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was worth to, it. Now, I have to ask one little thing. Like, there was, a sure. mo- there was a moment during the the big, you know, like, sex scene between Seth and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you know, they cut away and everything. And, and Jay, like, bumps you and everything and asks, like, did you watch Lost? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're like, I don't know. They're, off the, they're on the island. They're off the island. Was that script in the script, or was that just the two of you riffing? You know, I can't even remember that. I think at the time... Uh, I don't think it was in the script. I think we were just kind of messing around with that off screen, talking about it, and Kevin threw it in there. Kevin has a way of, like, uh, you'll do a scene, and he'll be watching off the monitor, and he'll just sort of start yelling out things, try this, do that. (laughs) I have a feeling it was one of those type things where he was like, you know, Lost was big at the moment. It was, yeah. uh, Yeah. And then then what are your thoughts about Clerks 3, like, coming out soon? Clerks 3, man, it's scary. This this is like the scary time when it's done and uh-huh. there's nothing we can do. It's locked. The uh, uh, Lionsgate has it now and we're just waiting to catch fans' reactions. What do you, so. what do you, how do you think it's going to go? Um, you know, I, I've seen the film. Um, I, I watched it one time briefly on Kevin's laptop. Yeah. Uh, the next time I want to see it on the big screen with fans. Nice. Um, doing these expos, I've actually met three or four people who've already seen it. Oh, really? And uh, I hear good things. That's fantastic. So I'm feeling a little better. So what are your thoughts, like, for someone, as someone for yourself, who have gone the, the you know, the filmmaking route, mm-hmm. what would you say, like, is, uh, would be the first thing if other people want to follow in that, in that direction? You know what? I, I tell people the same thing, man. If uh, anything, do anything. If you yeah. want to be an actor, get online, look on Craigslist if you have to. You could be in anything, and you never know what's going to happen. I don't think any of us knew at the time that we shot Clerks that it was going to turn into this. So if you want to get into acting or get into the business, keep in touch with people and, you know, work yourself, but don't don't concern yourself with what you're doing. Just, just be involved and, you know, help people crew their movies and just stay in the community. And believe me, anything could happen with any movie. That's we are living proof. You heard, you heard it from you heard it from Jeff Anderson himself, folks. Anything can happen, and all you have to do is just commit to it, stick to it, and work yourself through it. So, with that in mind, for Jeff Anderson, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, 
comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>